Hello, and welcome to Nonprofit Marketing with Purpose. My name is Monica Pitts, and I'm your host and the lucky lady who gets to interview our guest today. Now, before we jump into the interview, I have a favor to ask. Will you review this podcast wherever you're listening, whether it's on Spotify or Amazon Music or iTunes? See, our goal is to help more nonprofits just like you have less stressful and more successful marketing so that they can do more of their good work and make our world a better place. But I can't help them until I meet them. And so your review can actually help me change that. When you leave a review, it helps this podcast show up when people are looking for answers to the problems that the podcast is meant to help them solve. So if you are a nonprofit marketing with purpose fan already, and you haven't reviewed the podcast, or if this is your first time and you learn a thing or two, leave a review so we can connect with more awesome nonprofits just like you. Thank you so much in advance. Now let's get to business. You're on a mission and you just need more people to know about it. And whether you're brand new to marketing or a seasoned pro, we are all looking for answers to make marketing decisions with purpose. I'm Monica Pitts, a techie, crafty business owner, mom, and aerial dancer who solves communication challenges through technology. This podcast is all about digging in and going digital. I'll share my marketing know-how and business experience from almost 20 years of misadventures. I'll be your backup dancer so you can stop doubting and get moving towards marketing with purpose. Hello again, everybody, and welcome back to Nonprofit Marketing with Purpose. I'm super excited to have Cheryl Unterschutz. I hope I said that the right way. Like I just asked her how to pronounce it because her last name is like totally atypical, right? <laughs> and it's awesome, but it's, I'm so glad to have you here with me today. So um, Cheryl was actually one of my very first signups for the nonprofit marketing plan workshop that we held at the beginning of the year. And when you signed up, I did like this huge happy dance um, for two reasons. One, because I had another person that was going to hang out with me that I was going to get to help. But then two, because you are such a valuable resource to my other participants because you have been in the trenches and doing this for so long. I was like, oh my goodness, she's really going to be able to help these other participants in our, you know, in our sessions where we did group sessions. And yeah. um, what also surprised me though, is that a lot of the participants, most of them, what I expected was like the overwhelmed executive director or the volunteer or the very new marketer to sign up for mm -hmm. the workshop. And the people who actually signed up, I saw all of you as like the most super together human beings like already. And, um, and I was thinking to myself, holy cow, like, I feel like if I had all of you guys on my team, I would be like an unstoppable marketing force. <laughs> and um, so I would be lying if I didn't say that I'm just a teensy weensy bit jealous that all of your awesomeness is not on my team, but I would never poach because that would be really lame. Um, but what I learned through the workshop and talking with you and with everyone else is that all of you awesome folks just needed a guide to help answer some of your deepest, darkest marketing questions, like from the evil view of a business marketer. Um, <laughs> and, and also to hold you accountable to get both the plan done and not overextend yourselves. Because I felt like I said no a lot. I was like your backup 
and, um, and support and maybe even giving you permission to prioritize what you should focus your energy on and what you should let go of so that way you can really grow and promote your organization. Um, so I felt like it almost felt as much like a mastermind at times as it did like a workshop because you guys were so incredibly awesome. And um, so Cheryl is here to tell us all about her marketing journey and, um, and making that plan. And she's a superstar. And I just got to be her Yoda for like a very little while. <laughs> um, so I know that you guys are going to learn a lot about her and, um, and all of her experience in the trenches as an everyday marketer for nonprofits. So now that I've said way too many words, I want you to introduce yourself and tell everybody about your role um, of the nonprofits that you're part of, because I know that in some cases you're like the one woman band, and in other cases you're like a part of a big, not a big team of marketers, but a big team of people. So yeah. tell us about that. Well, uh, first of all, thank you for the kind words. You were way too kind. You <laughs> are awesome, and I would love to be a part of your team. <laughs> I feel like I'm a part of your team already. You are. Um, you're part of my team right now. Yeah. Um, so I'm at, my full-time position is, is the public relations manager for Central Missouri Community Action. And, of course, we, we go by the acronym CMCA, Central Missouri Community Action. And we're that uh, agency that... Um, is on Providence Road if folks are in Columbia, but uh, we are a um, member of the National Community Action um, Partnership. So Community Action is a, uh, a organization or a, a mandate through a law that was passed in 1965. And our goal is to help families who are living at or below the poverty level move out of poverty, become financially stable, uh, develop the skills and resources they need to be successful and self-sustaining. Um, in my role as public relations manager, I, of course, do public relations, which means I, you know, when the newspaper calls, I connect the reporter to the right program person to talk about the program. Um, I help find families to, for, for our um, reporters and to, to interview. And I also do some uh, story gathering and writing as well uh, around family stories. Um, I'm the marketer. Uh, I am a team of one in all of these roles. So I uh, am jokingly, I jokingly call my office the marketing team and we do a lot of team projects. <laughs> <laughs> I share out, you know, from the marketing team. Uh, but in that role, I do all of the strategy for marketing. Of course, I do have, uh, as you said, there is there are about 200 employees at CMCA and there's a leadership team and a lot of the work that I do, I work with the leadership team on to, to finalize and make sure it's reflective of our agency. Um, but I'm kind of the main person who deals with the graphic design. I manage the website and social media. Um, I make the plan and I carry it out and I make sure I get all the pieces that I need to create uh, products that will market and educate folks about CMCA. And then of course, fundraising is another part of my job. So I'm the primary and only fundraiser. Um, and in that role, of course, I deal with both uh, grants and individual and corporate fundraising events. If we win, we have those again. Um, and really just work to try to 
raise unrestricted money for the organization so that we can use that to support families on their journey towards self-sufficiency. Because a lot of the money that comes in through CMCA is restricted since it's federal or state money. But, you know, not everything falls into the categories of restricted money. And when you have a family working hard to become self-sufficient and then they suddenly, their car breaks down and dad can't get to work. I mean, that can throw a wrench into the whole plan of getting a job, gaining, you know, getting enough income to become self-sufficient. If he can't get to work, he loses the job. Suddenly that whole goal of self-sufficiency becomes difficult. So those unrestricted funds become our way of helping keep them on track toward their goal. Um, on the side, in my spare time, I also help with Girls on the Run here in Columbia or in mid-Missouri. We um, And I, I make sure the program stays active and I work with the board to make sure the organization stays on track with marketing, fundraising, and all of that fun stuff too. So I stay plenty busy. I'd say you are one busy human being. <laughs> and I do, one of the things I love about hearing you talk though, is every time that you explain to me the challenges that the people you serve at the Central Missouri Community Action Center, um, you always have these very real examples. And I feel like you're very in touch with like their universe and it helps me like understand and even sometimes come up with new ideas or, or guidance or whatever. I think you're so good at that. You're very in touch with them. And that's something that all marketers should absolutely aspire to is to just be super in, in like, just have a deep connection with the people that they serve because that is where it all comes from, right? <laughs> it is. And, and I do, I do really, and I appreciate that you recognize that because I do deeply care about the, uh, the we call them members, most mm -hmm. folks will call them clients, but I do care about the members and I have the opportunity in my role to meet them uh, frequently, uh, whether it's just because I do answer the door a lot. My office happens to be close to our, our administrative office front door and it's been locked over the past year. So I've, when the doorbell rings and if the other person that normally answers isn't there, I'm the one that does and I get a chance to chat with these folks. And then I also get to meet them when I do stories um, for a variety of purposes. And every time, you know, uh, I, I just really love people and I love their stories and I care about where they're at and where they're moving forward. And I'm a natural cheerleader, so I really love to cheer people on towards success. Thanks. <laughs> You're in a good role then, because you get to do all those things in your job. Yeah. Um, so I want to like take us back a few months because you did the marketing plan workshop in February. It was February, right? Man, wow. how is it that February seems like a million years ago and yet it was just like months ago, right? So tell me about um, where you were before you had a marketing plan. Like what were the challenges that you were trying to solve by making a plan to enact your marketing? Well, that's a great question. Um, so I've been with Central Missouri Community Action for two years, and I will tell you the first year that the organization is so diverse. Um, it's one of those organizations that you can't just say, well, we help animals or we help kids or we, uh, mm -hmm. we do, our programs are diverse and widespread. We survey counties. So if you think even about that, we have different types of audiences in those eight counties 
We have a variety of audiences of potential members or clients, as well as community partners that we work with and donors. So there was just a lot of a lot of stuff to, to try to figure out how am I going to share to the layperson that comes along, what is CMCA? I can't, you know, I can say that we work to help move people out of poverty, but what does that mean? Um, I mean, we've got more than 15 programs and within those programs, there are multiple services and other <laughs> programs that are underneath. So um, it was, you know, so that was what brought me to the, the, the uh, workshop because I was really feeling overwhelmed by that. I, I had been slowly getting more and more familiar with everything and understanding kind of how everything links together, but it still wasn't fully clear to me how was I going to convey this out to our community and all our different audiences. And it was, you know, during the workshop, um, it really during our personal consultation, which is a cool part of that workshop. I mean, how often do you get to have a personal consultation with a person who provides the workshop? Usually it's the workshop and then you're done and you have to figure it out on your own. But when I got to meet with you personally, that's when it all became super clear to me what we needed to do. And you helped me see that we needed to create a step. I mean, the steps to self-sufficiency. Our goal as an agency is We've got a family or individual who comes in, they're struggling financially and possibly otherwise, obviously living at or below poverty level. They come into the agency in whatever way, there are a variety of ways they can come in. How do they get from there to being a person who, or a family who is living without the need for assistance, has more stability in their life, is happier and healthier, all of that. That's what we call self-sufficiency. So how did they get from that point A to point B? When you identified that for me, it it just opened the door. I mean, I get chills thinking about it because it's like, oh, of course, you know, you get mired down when you're in the middle of it day to day and you're hearing about this program and that program. And like, how do I make everybody understand that these programs connect and that there's a purpose for all of them? And sometimes you need them all and sometimes you only need a couple, but that is what helps. So what with, with Monica's guidance, basically, I created a graphic, and I'm a graphic designer by trade, so visual communication is really important to me. I created a graphic that really simplified the steps that we take when an individual or family comes to our agency, and I, it's called the Steps to Self-Sufficiency, and I, I shared it with our team leadership, our, our, our our agency leadership and they were like, wow, this is, a, this is what we've been looking for. <laughs> um, but, but that has become sort of the base of, of my marketing now, my marketing plan, my fundraising plan. I mean, really it's become the center because what I do, what I can do now with that, with that simple plan in mind that those steps I can really talk about our programs and relate them back to how they play into those steps, those simple steps. Um, I can talk to donors about how their gifts relate back to those steps, you know, and it just, it was like, wow, mo you know, mind blowing moment. Um, it was a little difficult to kind of get that graphic and that concept whittled down. You've looked at it. Yeah. Did it be more clear for you? 
Yeah, yeah. And I actually um, was in a consulting session with somebody the other day. They take people from financial trouble to financial success. Okay. And I, they were trying to do their marketing plan right now. And I was like, oh, wait a second. We need, we need this for ourselves. Like we need it internally. We need to understand what these steps are internally, but we also need to be able to project it externally. So that way people can along the way find like hope and validation for where they are and where they're moving towards, you know? And so speaking to people throughout the process is as important as speaking to people at the beginning or at the end. And then internally, I feel like you can use it to have everyone in your organization on the same page about, okay, so we're guiding them to the next step. Like these are the places that we're taking them through. So anyway, long story short, um, you had sent your graphics over to me like a few weeks earlier and I emailed you back and I was like, oh my goodness, can I share these? Because I mean, I have my own success path graphics, but that doesn't make it as real. Um, as seeing the work of someone else, like their examples. And um, the terms success path is actually from Stu McLaren. I did not make up those words myself. Like I went to his training and it was one of the things that he made me do um, as his student. And it helped me so much to understand like, here is my journey and I need to talk to people throughout the journey. And anyway, um, yeah, so they look great. That was a really long story to say they're awesome. <laughs> well, and you know, I think, I think that's what, what, that's why I came to the, my, my hope was when, you know, that somebody could help me kind of take all of this massive information and somehow make it palatable and understandable for, like you said, our, our employees, as well as our external um, audiences, because even within our own agency, I mean, it's hard if you work in one area all the time you know these other programs exist, but you may or may not know how they impact your program or how your program impacts their program. And so once we kind of started talking about this concept of the steps, it really opened my mind to, oh, now I know how I can help our, you know, our, our employees better understand each other's roles in this, in this journey, as well as share that out among our potential clients and, and the other audiences that we want to inform about our agency. Cause we, we do a lot of amazing work and it's really hard to explain that to the community. So that's why I came to the workshop and it really has helped a lot. I have loved hearing your stories and now I like explain, Oh, this is how it works. And they take the whole family approach and it makes perfect sense. And I actually was explaining it to my running partner on our run the other day. And then I found myself explaining it to our lead developer the other day. It's like, you live in the top of my mind now. <laughs> Cause I just love it. You do such amazing things and it is so needed. And so thank you so much for doing those things. Um, so I was just wondering, out of curiosity, for my own personal reference, what you consider a plan to be, because some people think it is, like for me, honestly, uh, part of my plan is like my content plan. Like, what are the things that I'm going to talk about every single week um, on social media or in my blog or in my podcast? But then 
also it's like, what's the ratio of those things that I want to provide? What are the events that I'm going to do? So for me, it's a little bit more granular. Um, but I think it's because I carry around all this crazy marketing stuff in the back of my head. And so I'm like making those decisions. And then I had other people come out of the workshop with just a couple page plan that they presented to their board. And they were like, these are our this is this is what we're going to do big picture items for the board to approve so that way they could just move forward and do their marketing so what is your what it is is your somewhere in between or what is it well um personally and just in the the organizations i've been with it's always been on me just to create a plan of some type and uh, so I've always just approached it as a very general, big overview and not a, a, a day-to-day or a week-to-week or month-to-month plan. Mm-hmm. Well, the you know, that's nice. It gives you a kind of a broad brushstroke of what you want to do for the year. But then what I found was I was constantly forgetting what the specifics were or I would push it off. It wasn't, you know, because I would get involved you know, always something else coming up. Um, so that broad brushstroke, what, what it lacked was accountability for me. Mm-hmm. And, and it made it really hard for me to say, yeah, I'm really meeting these goals. I have these goals to set and I'm meeting them. And at CMCA, we're very data-driven. And so I, I know that I need to have goals that I can show I have met. And so, um, this more hands-on, here's the general overview, and now we're going to move into here's the monthly overview, and now we'll move into here's the daily, (laughs) has really been helpful for me because I still have my overview for the year, but I'm getting that more granular stuff that you've talked about, which I needed just to keep me on track because I, I tend to, you know, like I said, I, I mean, we all do. We, we have so many things happening and stuff changes. But what I like about the plan, and maybe this is moving forward from this question, but what I like about the plan that you helped me develop is it, while it, it has some details that are pretty granular and, you know, like this day, it's also flexible. It's not like, oh my goodness, I didn't do it on Wednesday. Now I can never do it at all. I can, you know, adapt and adjust if I need to. Cause you know, who, for example, I got my COVID vaccine Tuesday, my second one. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Wednesday was pretty much out. <laughs> <laughs> I, heard I didn't it's bad. do it. And you know, you can't always predict. I mean, some days Wednesday isn't going to work for you. And that doesn't mean I shouldn't do what I plan to do on Wednesday um, on another day. That's why I... It, it, so it has that, it gives me the flexibility I need, but it also gives me that accountability that I need and helps me really have goals that I work toward and, and can measure and share out to my leadership and to our board. So, And I don't know about you, but it also, I feel like when I plan further out into the future, it allows me to sit down, focus on what this thing is do it without this stress because I know that I don't need it until whatever day. Um, I find that I'm working ahead more than I would ever be if I were just, um, you know, shooting from the hip. And really, uh, I just totally, I did not have a very good, like workable plan until probably January of 2020 because I was like, well, 
I'm just not going to produce another piece of content until I figure out that it's the right stinking thing. And that's why I just, I literally, I looked at Stacy, our director of operations, and I was like, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it because I think I'm wasting my time. I don't know. I, I'm frustrated. And so then I'm, I was like, wait a second. I have plans. Like I make plans for other people all the time. Why am I not making a plan for myself? Right. And then I was like, wow, this is amazing. I feel empowered. I think I should share this with other people. But anyway, it's even like our conversation today. We're pre recording it and we'll release it later because I want to spend more time with my kids. You know, <laughs> I want to be able to do what I want to do some days. And it doesn't include tying myself to a desk and recording something. Um, So yeah, I don't know if that you feel the same way. Like it kind of takes that, um, takes the anvil off of my shoulders sometimes because I know it's okay. I have a little bit more flexibility with this because I can work ahead or not. Oh yeah. It it definitely takes a lot of that pressure off. And and really like the clarity is what takes that pressure off because Again, going back to where I was before we started, before we figured out that steps to self-sufficiency, I mean, I was just constantly every day feeling like, am I really doing what I need to be doing? Mm -hmm. I I just didn't have the self-confidence that I was really achieving what I wanted to achieve, what the agency needed me to achieve. And I really feel more confident and empowered, as you said, now, because I have a much clearer picture and I have the steps set up to help me reach that, those goals without me having to figure them out every, every day. <laughs> and that way, if something comes up, I, I'm not as stressed about it. Absolutely. Well, that was the goal. Less stressful and more successful marketing. <laughs> it's like cliche as that sounds. Um, so I know though that when you were in the middle of doing your plan, you had so many things that were going on um, with your work and your volunteer roles. Like you were kind of just like, they were exploding for you, but you still came back around to it and like really buckled down and did it. And so for the people who continue to find themselves in that situation and just walk away from the plan, um, like what made you decide to stick with it? And do you have any advice that you would give to people who are like, not, they're just not getting that plan done? Well, let's see. The first thing was, I didn't want to let you down because you're so dynamic. I mean, truly, you're excited. You, you, you care. That's part of, you know, when I see uh, someone offering something like this and you're doing it for the right reasons and you care about people and you really do want to see us succeed. You're not in this just to sell the, you know, the membership to the event. So to me, that, that means a lot. And so you dedicated yourself and you were committed. And I felt like I owed that back. If that means that makes sense. Mm-hmm. But also I, I knew that our organization needed this. I needed this. I want to be, I want to do an excellent job. I want to really be able to share with our community the amazing work that we do at CMCA and raise the money that we need to support the families in the way they need to be supported. And I knew I needed to do this to make that happen. So um, that's what really drove me to continue forward. But I have been one of those people in the past where I've started a plan for fundraising or marketing and yeah, I've kind of half-heartedly done it. And then I never look at it again or I don't finish it. And um, what I know from that is 
what's the point? I've wasted my time. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasted my time doing what I did because I didn't really put what I did into practice. I just, it was an exercise and uh, you're really not going to get anything out of it unless you follow through and implement it and learn from it and grow from it. And my, my goal with this is to, you know, this year I know I'm going to make mistakes. I'm going to learn a lot, but I'm going to be better next year. And then I'll be better the next year. And I can kind of tie this back to Como Gives, which I know your organization, your business is is a big part of. Um, Man, that first year in Como Gives, I was like, okay, you know, (laughs) doing the best I could. Being a little frustrated because I wasn't, you know, but every year I've been in Como Gives, I've, I've listened, I've learned, I've followed the, you guys give great directions on how to, to work that campaign. Um, it has really helped. I mean, there are measurable results. There is better outcome because I'm putting in the work and I am following the steps and I'm doing what I need to do. So if you really want results, you got to put in the work and you got to follow through with it. And the, this particular plan process that Monica taught us makes that fairly easy. I mean, there's a little bit of work up front, but that's true for any plan. Um, but once you get the work in then all of a sudden you're like, well, let me check that. Oh, okay. I can do that. Um, and the other piece of it is, and I know we may talk about this later, but one thing that I learned through your workshops was the whole concept of repurposing content and design and all that. I'm sure many people are like I have been where you feel like every social media post needs to be unique and special and every graphic you put on your website needs to be brand new and every story has to be different from the story you've told before, et cetera, et cetera. I used to think like that because, you know, I kind of have that creative, gotta be creative and new and different. And that wears you out emotionally, creatively, and it takes up your time and it makes it really hard for you to ever get anything done. So truly one of the biggest lessons I've learned from participating in the audience uh, identification workshop and as well as the marketing plan workshop are that you can reuse things. And, and, you know, as I started thinking about that, that makes sense because people actually like repetition. I mean, you think about kids, they like to watch the same movie over and over and over again because they know the words to it. They know the songs, it's familiar. It becomes embedded in them. They love that. Why wouldn't people want to hear the same story and see mm-hmm. the same graphics and begin to really have a sense of, hey, I like this. This this resonates with me and I, I recognize that and I feel comfortable with it. And then that allows you to build that, that trust with them and help them want to learn more. So that was I'll one go. thing that we came across in um, one of our consulting sessions from the workshop is there was a group who they they didn't have a ton of success stories already written and they knew they wanted to start building that you know that catalog but it wasn't there yet and so the plan that we came up with was they were going to write a success story for someone who had just started just started someone who was in the middle someone who is in step three, 
someone who was in step four. So that's what their goal. And they were just going to write about those four, just those four families. And they were going to write about last year's story. So the, the family's going to tell them last year's story, basically. And then they're going to give pieces of that story, like throughout the year. So you're following um, Carlos for his journey through an entire year. And you're following Mia for her journey for the entire year. And I'm like, this makes me feel less stressed out friends. Like, cause you've already got it. Like you did the four interviews, you wrote the four great stories and now you can share them throughout the year. And I'm like, man, that's just awesome. And we really felt like as a creative team too, I mean, we'll see how it goes. Right. I mean, yeah, hopefully sure. it goes great. Um, but we felt like as a creative team, that could be really good for our audience because they could get to know Carlos. They could get to know Mia. They could, they could, really start to associate this, I mean, I'm going to call it a character because you might even sub out their real name with yeah. a person that you serve in the journey they're going for. And, um, and then also tying it back to the success path because that path is not just for your marketing, it's for the people internally and for the people that you serve, right? So for those people who are in stage two, to see other people in stage two and to see people in stage three and to listen to the people from stage one, it's like, yes. See, you can get there because these people got there. It's okay yeah. to be where you are because there's people where you are and look at how far you've come from where you were. And so like sharing those stories even throughout with the people that you serve can be really empowering. And we were like, whoa, boom. Major yeah. idea. So now I'm sharing that major idea with everyone, I guess. <laughs> but I was like, this could work. It's or, cool. You know, anyway. <laughs> and it, it creates investment. Um, I, I mean, your audience gets invested in the, in the people that the stories are about, much more so if you're doing them on a, over a period of time versus all at once. Like, whoa, here you go. And then you don't ever think about Carlos again. But if every week or... So I'm hearing a little more about Carlos. I'm getting more interested in knowing what's going to happen next. And yeah. um, I'm more invested in wanting to spend my time to learn more about Carlos. And down the road, I'm probably going to want to go back and read his whole story again, because mm -hmm. now it'll all pull those pieces together for me. So It's like taking the miniseries approach instead of the movie approach. That's exactly right. Yeah, They're working. I mean, <laughs> they seem to really be working. Um, so... Right now, you are kind of in the middle of your journey, right? So tell me kind of like, how are you working your plan? And then like, are you adjusting it as you go? Because that's one thing that I feel like I do all the time. And I always suggest to people just what, two weeks ago, one of my employees put in there two weeks. Okay. Yeah. So I went to my marketing plan. And I was like, and I'm not doing this and I'm not doing this and I'm, and this one's really important. So it's going to move down a month. And like, I, but that was what I had to do to be able to stay flexible, but still deliver value to people. So do you find yourself doing the same thing in your plan? Like, how are you using it? Um, yeah, I'm definitely. Um, and I'm probably not as far as long as I, I would like to be, but that's okay. I'm, I'm getting there. I, um, yeah, I'm definitely moving things around as I need to. Like I said before, you know, if, if it pops up that Tuesday, I was supposed to do this. I mean, uh, most of the time, 
the the goals I've set or the days I've set were just more for my own purposes. It's not like somebody I haven't set enough of a haven't used it long enough to have like everybody's expecting this on Tuesday yet. So I'm kind of giving myself that grace right now as I learn and get more familiar and get that rhythm going. But, you know, by the fall, I really hope to be having that momentum of this is kind of the the day and the, the week that we do this particular thing or that particular thing. So folks can start to expect it. For example, like a, a Facebook live, I'd like to do one a month. Mm-hmm. And I want to get that going where people know that it's on this Friday of this week of the month or whatever, so that they start to look forward to that. And it becomes something that, you know, they tune in for. And because that's where I'm going to highlight our program people and let them share how their work ties back to these steps for success and, and maybe even highlight a, a client if they're interested, you know, and um, then that stuff from, from that Facebook live might become part of my website or a social media post that's outside of the live broadcast or (laughs) so, yeah, Um, I've got it all up. I'm I'm, I'm working it, um, but I am adapting and I'm just giving myself a chance to learn and and make sure mostly that I I don't drop anything super important. And and what it's going to help me to do too, it's going to help me realize really what is important and what isn't and what I can drop, because I think we all have things that we think we have to do, then maybe they aren't really giving us the, the results we want. You know, I have this great plan. I, I, I want to do this monthly newsletter for donors. Well, I think I've learned now, I don't have time to do it. <laughs> not a real like you know old-fashioned yeah. letter so here's what I can think about maybe I can do just a monthly update yeah simple email that says hey this month this happened or these things are going on or um and it could be part of your Facebook lives I mean like if your Facebook yeah. live is with this person they could give you the information about the update in their department yeah you take a picture of the Facebook live and you get a link to it in your email and then you can type up some words for the people who do want to read because there's going to be people who want to read. And then you send them over to your website or to Facebook to get, you know, what you want them to see. And that pulls it all together and it's back into the, you do one thing and then you allow it to do the lifting for the other things. Cause I do agree with you. Um, It is a lot of time to do those traditional newsletters with multiple components in them. Yeah. I like, I'm always like, ah, I, um, I was telling somebody earlier today that I feel like newsletters, in my opinion, and this is coming from a graphic designer are less about being pretty and more about just communicating. And so even if I don't have like all the fancy graphics and all these other crazy things and like this super slick layout, if it is, has a good hierarchy and it's got a you know, content that people want to read and I see them clicking through, then I'm, I'm doing my job as a communicator. And so sometimes you have to like give and take a little bit on that, but. And, and those are things you have to sort of unlearn because yeah, I'm a graphic designer too. And so I think that that does impair sometimes when you are like creating things, you really, we, we, you know, you have the expectation to make it really slick. <laughs> yeah, I do. Yeah. <laughs> good I want people to really admire it and so I have to remember like you have said that 
communicating isn't always, I mean, good graphics can make a really good communication, but there are mm -hmm. times when they're needed and times when they're not. And um, that's, those are lessons I'm learning and that I have learned over the years, especially, you know, even in fundraising, that's true. Uh, there's a lot of things in fundraising where you really don't want things to be too slick. It, it, it sends the wrong message to a donor that you're spending way too much money on printing and pretty stuff and you're not really using the money for the programs. So it's much better to use a much less slick way to communicate and let them see that you're saving their, their funds for something more important. So taking yeah. the best choice um, method, like the canned goods. <laughs> Actually, I always shop at Aldi. And so whenever I go to the normal grocery store, I'm completely overwhelmed. I'm like, I don't know what, I don't know what green beans to buy. There's eight <laughs> options. I don't understand this. I just, there's French cut and, and there's, there's cut. That's all I have at my store. And I just like put it in the cart, move on to the next thing. Um, I guess you could get frozen ones too, but they're not in the same aisle. And so it doesn't really count. <laughs> you can also get fresh cream beans. Those are good. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And I actually got, I got fresh peas this time. So I got like all of the kinds of like green things. But anyway. Okay. So, um, I just want to wrap this up with any words of advice that you might have for people like on the fence about investing time to make a marketing plan for their organization. Like I said, uh, if you really want, if you want to reduce the stress around marketing, because there is stress, uh, if you want to really know that you're making a difference through your work, you want to have measurable uh, outcomes that you can share with other people, your, your boss, your board, whomever, then uh, making a, a working marketing plan is really important. You cannot, you can't do it off the cuff. You got to have the plan in place and you need to work the plan. I mean, that's true for about everything we do in life. Mm -hmm. And um, the plan doesn't need to be a static thing. It needs to be a living do document that allows you to adjust and adapt and learn and grow and, you know, know that it's okay to mark things off that that is not working. Don't need to spend my time and energy on that. Let's move on, learn how to multi-purpose content and, and uh, activities and things. Um, it really just, it provides you a roadmap toward sharing your organization or your business or whatever it is that you are, you know, marketing, it really provides that roadmap that you need. None of us can get to the theme park and have fun unless we have the map to get there. And you're not going to have a whole lot of fun getting there if you don't know how to get there. So, <laughs> so Amen. you know, it, it's, it's the roadmap. And I've known that a long time. It does take some commitment. It does take some time. It's not Oof, magic, nothing is, um, but it's worth the work. It's it's definitely worth it. And I really do honestly believe, Monica, you're a really good teacher. I'm a teacher. Also, my background is in education. I, I said graphic design. I taught graphic design. I've taught fine arts. I um, I know what you know how what good education is, and and you do a really good job of educating people. Uh, in the workshops and just in everything that you do, like this podcast. I mean, this is educational. People are learning things. They're 
Um, they're being entertained while they're learning, which is a good part of being a good educator too. Um, but they're but they're learning important things, and and uh, I appreciate that very much. And, and that's why I would recommend folks participate in in whatever workshops you provide that because they are are presented uh, in a really cohesive, easy to follow way, but they're also presented with a heart. You back up what you present, you work with people, you help them through the difficulties, and then you cheer them on to be successful. So, you know, you don't get that a lot of places. So I appreciate that. Well, I appreciate you saying those things. They make me feel really good inside. (laughs) We love, I mean, we love teaching. I am a child of two educators. So I come by this very honestly. And um, it's one of our core values as a company. And even like we just had a conversation with a person who's going to start managing our Facebook ads. And and I'm like, no, 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 you don't get it. Like this is, we, we teach into our relationships. Like this is our way that that we do things like we we build trust by teaching and then eventually if they need something more then they can come to us for that something if that's something makes sense you know um so yeah. thank you so much because that means a lot to me to hear that i'm i'm doing good things that's the that, that is the goal yeah, right and I can't wait to see your journey unfold. We'll have to have you back. So that way you can tell us like in six months or a year, like how did it go? And like, what did you change and why? Because I always want to know that stuff. Um, I think it'll be awesome. Yeah. Oh, I'm excited. And my, my, I mean, uh, the executive director, Darren, he's excited. Um, as I said, a lot of the folks that I shared the the steps graphic with were like, this is awesome. We've been looking for this for years and we didn't really know how to, you know, again, it's not perfect. Uh, Obviously you get folks who get really, they want all the details and and you have to remind them, Hey, you got to step back and not everybody needs to know every detail about your program (laughs) to understand what CMCA does. Uh, If they want to know more then we we will move them toward that direction and give them more, but we've got to get them interested before we can move them. So that's, that's been a really big, uh, a good thing for me to step away because I, I can easily get drug into, oh, I've got to give them every detail. And that's not necessarily the case. So. Yeah. Cause I do remember that your services are not, they're just not linear. Like some people no. do have a much more linear process, but yours were like, well, this is kind of here, but it's kind of over here. And they might come in at this step or this step, and then they might go into another step. And so it was like, well, at that point, we're like in some weird type of problem solving Prezi because like heaven only knows where you're going next, right? It's not like the PowerPoint that goes from one slide to the next. Yours is, you know, the Prezi presentation where you're like, you click here and you can open up and then it like can take you to the next spot and then the next stuff. It's more like a website than a, than a PowerPoint. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for, um, for hanging out with me today and sharing well, your story. And for all your kind words, I really appreciate them. And I am absolutely back here cheering you on. You guys are doing amazing, amazing things. So thank you so much. Well, thank you. I enjoyed being here. And (laughs) see you later. (laughs) Bye. 
So thank you so much for your time today. Once again, my name is Monica Pitts and you're listening to Nonprofit Marketing with Purpose. Now, before I let you go, I just want to remind you about that little favor I asked you about in the beginning. Will you please review this podcast wherever you're listening? It will help us show up when people are looking for answers to the problems that this podcast will help them solve. So if you're a fan and you haven't reviewed the podcast, please leave me a review. That would be so awesome. I would love to hear your feedback. And if this was your first time, I mean, double welcome. And I hope you learned a thing or two. So leave a review so we can connect with even more awesome nonprofits just like you and help them on their journey to less stressful and more successful marketing. Thanks again for your time today. Now, until next time, go forth and market with purpose. <laughs>